I'm Saskia, here to welcome you to our weekly offering of bits and pieces from our world this week. For those of you who have just dropped in, The State of Being is a weekly podcast put together by Chicken Shed's Youth Theatre. Chicken Shed is a theatre company based in North London, and this podcast is just a chance for us to keep connected through these random times. Although it was started as a response to the COVID pandemic, we have begun to realise it is also a way to make space to find the value of words in a world that is often dominated by noise. We want to keep looking for ways to share ideas, creativity and perspectives, and this is a great way to do that. So, let's get on with it. During this week's episode, we will be listening in on some of you sharing your thoughts about disability and inclusion, and how these concepts affect your lives. We will also be handing over a chunk of space to you sharing advice on what's coming up for young people going into their next years of education. After the summer we've just had, we think we are probably the most reliable experts out there. And we have a few blasts from the past this week in our creative interludes. But first, let's hear how your week has been. Best week, best week, all best week. This week I am excited about going back to work. I haven't worked since March and excited this week i'm excited about going back to school and sort of getting my life back on track and like finishing a chapter of my life and seeing where to go from to go from from that so more excited about the future almost this week i'm really excited because i'm going on holiday to wales and i'm going to be getting school stuff together and ready for the next chapter of my life at secondary school. This week I'm excited about setting my own routine. This week I'm excited to go to Ikea. This week I am worried about schools going back uh, full time and the effects it will have on the coronavirus. This week I'm nervous about going back to school and the setting because I have changed a lot so will my change affect my schoolwork as much because I've had a bit of a self-discovery you could say so how will that be how will that affect my schoolwork and my communication at school this week I'm worried about going into year 11 this week I'm worried about a lot of big changes in my life this week I am worried about the journey to and from Wales as there could be delays in traffic and I am also worried about preparing for secondary school. This week the thing I learned that blew my mind was that it's quite hard to put IKEA furniture together and I don't think I'm going to do it again. And this week, the thing I learnt which blew my mind was how long it's required to develop a character. The thing I learnt that blew my mind this week is that there is an actual money tree in Wales that you put a few pennies in to make a wish. Big, 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 big questions. Big, 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 big questions. Hi, Ellie here. This week's big question considers some of the issues around disability and inclusion. These are words we hear a lot, but what does inclusion actually mean? What could be done in society to make it more inclusive? What are the challenges to inclusion? How is disability viewed in different environments? Have our perspectives changed throughout the time we've been at Chicken Shed? Coming up, you can hear the thoughts of Jodie, Charlotte, Tom, Anna, Katie and Katie, Lucy May and Afir. Do you think that people with disabilities 
don't have equal opportunities to people who yeah. don't have disabilities. I agree, yeah. Yes. There's a very fixed idea about what a person should be and what they should be able to do. I think when somebody has has a disability that can hindrance might might be the right word, but get in the way of them doing what society thinks they need to. The way society is means that it's much easier for certain individuals who aren't labelled as disabled to voice their opinions and to be heard, which means that it really does disadvantage people who've been labelled as disabled, even if they have really good things to say and really great ideas but society isn't accommodating in society it's only seen from like one's perspective of how like society should a society should work it's not different perspectives i think that's what's missing yeah it's almost like those labels that society gives people kind of put them into a certain box of what they can and can't do in their life at the moment society isn't as inclusive as it should be do you think that over time society has become much more inclusive? Because in the past, people have held a lot of racist views and sexist views and home and homophobic views. And I'm not saying that people don't anymore. Some of them still do, but those views aren't as prominent in society as they were back in the 1990s, 80s, 70s, etc. Maybe our generation is more accepting of disability and is more aware of how to make things accessible. I mean, I definitely think society has come come on because obviously, like, you know, 100 years ago, there were certain laws that didn't exist that now do protect the rights of disabled people. But I still think in terms of, like, just people on the street, I do think there is, like, still certain perceptions of people with disability that, still, that shouldn't exist. And people do view disabled people in a certain way, which, like, isn't a productive way and isn't a good way for society to work. Yes, society has come on a lot, but if people are still shocked that, like, when people come and see the shows, oh my god, I didn't know people could do that. Like, if we're still having that reaction, then something still needs to be done in society, in my opinion. I don't think it should be, like, people are shocked that disabled people can do certain stuff. Just because it, it might take extra effort for people with disabilities to be, like, be, like, included, but... That doesn't mean it shouldn't be the case. Yeah, I agree. Like, I always say, like, you know, when people come and see something at Chicken Shed, I don't think what Chicken Shed makes is, you know, it's not good in spite of the fact that it's inclusive. It's better because of it, because of the diverse nature of the groups of people who work at Chicken Shed. And because we are all so different, it makes the, like, theatre we produce better than if it was less diverse, because the dynamics you get with a group of people who are so different is so much more interesting. Having a disability is basically, I don't really like that word because I prefer to be extra different than disability because disability, it sounds like it's le you are less able to do and being extra different is actually unique. Um, these are just labels that we have and it doesn't matter what labels we have, we, we can still do things what we can do in our own way. 100% agree. And I think that, I agree with you, I think the word disabled makes it seem like people with disabilities are inferior. And that's a bad way of looking at it. Just because someone does something differently to you doesn't mean they do it worse than you. And I think I agree with you, Afir, that extra different is a much better way of talking about it because that's what it is. Difference doesn't mean less than.
I think it's that thing like putting people in boxes, isn't it? Like, oh, these are the abled people, these are disabled people. And I, I like, I hate that word as well. I really hate it. And it's that whole thing of like, well, this is how we can class everyone. Like the abled people, disabled people. Like, and I, and I think that's just, that's always been society's way of doing it. And that's like, if that word didn't exist, where would we be? Like society would be very different if everyone was just a person. The word disabled makes things seem a whole lot worse. I just think society thinks that we can't do certain stuff, but we, but we can just, just different, differently to others. To me, what inclusion is is making sure that you don't have to fit any mold. You don't have to, you know, tick certain boxes. Like we are all individuals, and I think in society, labels not just with disability, but with other other kinds of labels in general, they kind of expect everyone to fit certain molds and I think especially with school like school kind of prepares you and like teaches you to be a certain way but I think inclusion is celebrating the fact that we're not all the same way and it's getting rid of those it's getting rid of those boxes and and letting people be who they are with no labels everyone can express themselves how they want I think in society inclusion just needs to be it needs to happen a lot more we are just more than just people with disability. We are basically life and we are just celebrating our lives out in this world, in society. Because I am technically disabled, but I'm, I'm able-bodied. Like, I, I don't... Yeah. When people find out, like, their first response is always, oh, but you don't look disabled, like, you don't act disabled. Like, what does, like, acting disabled look like? Do you know what I mean? Like, what... What do, you, what do you want me to be? Like, it's that thing that people have in their brains. It's very clear that society has, like, a very kind of generalised idea of how a disabled person should act and should be. But I feel like once somebody finds out that someone has a disability, there's a difference in the way they're treated or the way they behave around them, because suddenly people are treated as a lot more fragile and not as human beings. I haven't been at Chicken for that long, so... Like, all my life, like, I just, I guess I sort of prayed that I would find somewhere like that. So, like, now now I have, it's kind of, like, transformed my life and, like, show me that it's, like, okay to be different and I won't get, like, singled out because of it. So, we, we are, like, like, normal people, but inside of Shed. We help each other out with stuff, but like outside we don't. We but like outside we don't help. We don't help each other outside. I think just thing at Chicken Shed, I've met the most vibrant but diverse group of people I've ever met in society. Because in society, it's very much a white for the abled, predominantly patriarchal society. But in Chicken Shed, there are people from all walks of life, all places, and all forms of ability. There needs to be more awareness of of disability, because chicken shed is like one of a kind. You don't really get like inclusion, and the way chicken shed feels, you don't really get that anywhere else. To be, if I'm going to be honest, I can't remember not being in an environment. It's such a diverse environment. So even like I I joined when I was 15, but I'd, I'd always come to see the shows, and to me, they weren't any different from any other shows I've seen, if, if anything, they were better and they were something I'd enjoy coming to see. So to then like go out and like into the West End and you don't see that diversity or like when you 
like, even like in the media, it's like, oh, they're missing out on so much, which they can, but as an industry and as like the media in general can learn from and probably their wealth of, of diversity and just having, hearing different voices and like having examples of different people like in mainstream media would be so helpful for so many different people. That's why like what Chicken Shed does is such a big deal. Like if it's, if the West End had started out showing such a variety of people and like if the film industry had such a variety of people, if that had, is the way it started out, then Chicken Shed would just be like a normal place and it wouldn't be such a big deal. And it almost should be like that. Like Chicken Shed is an incredible place, but it shouldn't have to be such an amazing place. It should be, every stage school should be like this. Every show should be like that because every show should give everyone a voice. But Chicken Shed is such an incredible place because it does that and nowhere else does. And I think that's like the problem is that why doesn't every, why isn't everyone doing that? Why is it such a big deal that Chicken Shed does it? Why isn't every single stage school or show or film kind of taking the same view as chicken shed and it's almost frustrating because like the media and like film industry west end everything they don't realize that diversity is a good thing and that's what's so frustrating because like what chicken shed creates is better because it is diverse like what makes the shows amazing is because the wealth of different people that chicken shed has and i think that all these places that aren't inclusive they're completely missing out on a whole variety of people that they just exclude, and that would make their work so much better. That's why it's so important for like everyone to realise that ev- everyone needs a chance. In Out in the World, people like us, um, I think the challenges, I would say, is probably bullying, not by our friends, by other people who don't understand what we have. I think inclusion still has a long way to go. I don't think something that might have worked last year might not work this year. What works for some person won't necessarily work for another person. And and it's always changing. And I think if we just continue to push and continue to learn from other people, then hopefully we'll, we'll be able to get to a place where everyone feels that they are treated with respect and everyone is equal but I think definitely definitely within society there is a long way to go with inclusion. Tilly, so this week we have a throwback treat in store for you. During this episode, you will hear three songs taken from Chicken Shed's fundraising performance at the ITV studios in 2018. Recorded live, so you need to forgive the wobbles and just love the energy.
came about after thinking about the common ground we are all standing on today and where we have all just been. With all the added distractions of returning to school post-COVID-19, it would be easy to overlook the every year worries and concerns that each year group have as they move up. So what advice would you give the year that is following you? What do you wish you had known that would have made that transition just that little bit smoother? The thing I wish I had known before going into year nine is to always be yourself and always stay true to who you are. The thing I wish I'd known going into year nine is that your friendship groups might change, but it's always for the better. The things I wish I had known before going into year nine would be that I should always be myself, like no matter how much people try to change me. One thing I wish I knew before going into year nine is that it's okay to make new friends and not still be friends with the people that you were friends with in year seven and year eight. One of the things I wish I knew in year nine was that that would be the year that you learn most about yourself and that you really build a character and grow as a person and that the people you surround yourself by actually have a massive impact on the person you become. So it's really important to surround yourself by people who bring out the best in you and that are genuine and actually care for you which is something I didn't do in year nine. So a lesson that if I was to do year nine again, I would teach myself is that popularity isn't everything and that being a nice person is way more important than being the person that everyone knows. One thing I wish I knew about year 10 is that it would be the most chill year you get in school for a long while. The thing I wish I'd known going into year 10 is that every exam you take in your lessons adds up to something and that if you work hard from the beginning, you'll work hard all the way through and it'll be a lot easier to carry on. The thing I wish I'd known before going into year 10 would be to enjoy it as much as possible. The thing I wish I knew in year 10 is that mocks aren't the end of the world. Yes, they are important, and yes, working for them and working hard is, for them is important. Learning the way you work best and get into the swing of revision is important and very useful to learn in year 10 so that you're ready for year 11. But they aren't the end of the world, and I wish I didn't stress myself out quite as much as I did about those 
exams because they are just progress trackers and as long as you know where you're going where you want to be as long as you have targets and goals for year 11 you're gonna be okay the thing i wish i had known before going into year 10 was to not eat the chicken when you are in berlin on a school trip one thing I wish I knew before going into year 11 is not to be too stressed about GCSEs because they're actually not as bad as I thought that they were going to be. Before going into year 11, I wish I'd known that GCSEs are just a stepping stone. The things I wish I had known before going into year 11 would be to stress less, but still work hard as I did for the exams, but to live in the moment more with my friends because you'll never get that time back. The thing I wish I knew in year 11 was that every day we're only ever doing the best we can and there's literally no point in beating yourself up about how you did in one exam saying that it could have gone better or I knew I could have done better because in that moment you were only doing what you could and that that exam is literally just a reflection of how you're feeling that day and what you could remember that day I used to beat myself up so much about my progress and put so much stress on myself to do the best I could all the time when what I didn't realise was that I am only ever doing the best I can. The thing I wish I had known before going into year 11 is to just enjoy it because it goes very quickly. The thing I wish I'd known going into year 11 was that my mock exams really did matter in the end. The thing I wish I had known before going into year 12 was to make to-do lists. One thing I wish I knew about going into year 12 is that you should actually work in your free periods. The things I wish I'd known before going into year 12 would be to not be disheartened by bad grades because you're a hard worker and you're always going to keep going no matter what year 12 throws at you, so just carry on. So I'm now on a performing arts course and the thing I wish I kept in mind, I already knew, but I wish I kept in mind going into year 12, was that this industry was very subjective and there are going to be people who don't like you very much, would favour someone else, don't like what you have to say and that's okay. Because as long as you're not speaking out of terms, as long as you're not doing anything wrong, you're following the rules, it really is just a reflection on that person not really got anything to do with you it's just their preferences and you need to accept that and hope that people further up the industry food chain won't have the same opinions as them and that's really that's really it because as long as a casting director sees something in you it doesn't necessarily matter what your teacher sees in you before going into year 12 I wish I'd known that I didn't have to know what I wanted to do when I'm older. One thing I wish I knew about Year 13 is that Year 13 actually goes super, super quickly, so you should make the most of it um, whilst you're still at school with all your friends. Before going into Year 13, I wish I'd known how quickly it would go and how I should just try and enjoy my last year at school. The thing I wish I had known before going into Year 13 is that your mental health comes way before anything else and that you should prioritise that over grades and studying. The things I wish I'd known before going into year 13 um, 
coronavirus. <laughs> no, and to be honest, to enjoy the very little time I had with year 13 because I was COVID generation, but yeah. <laughs> As a PS to that last segment, we have something especially for our friends who are moving on to university in a week or so. We reached out to a couple of our alumni to ask what advice they could share. We hear from Sophie first and then Rachel about all the bits that they don't put in the uni handbook. Before going to uni, I wish I had known not to compare my university experience to other people's. It's good and helpful to talk to other people about their experiences, but yours is most likely going to be wildly different because there is so much freedom to make it what you would like it to be. So going with a certain expectation is absolutely fine, but I think I soon realised that actually my experience was going to be very different to my sisters or my other friends that were going at the same time as me. University offers a lot of opportunities to try things out, and I think before going it's important to know there's no right route through it. There's just whatever route you end up taking. And make sure you separate your washing, even if your housemates tell you otherwise. Hi, I'm Rachel. I went to University of Nottingham and studied architecture. Some things that I wish I had known before going to university. Uh, I suppose it's best to start with fresh as we and sort of being thrown in at the deep end. I remember being spoken I remember whoever I spoke to before going um, would say that it would be the best three years of my life and I'll have the best time. Almost felt like there was a lot of pressure to feel like it has to be those best three years, which, to be fair, looking back and looking back on it, it absolutely was. And I do miss it. But at the time when you when you start and your parents drop you off and then you realise that you're there to sort of fend for yourself, you're with a completely new group of friends, you're, you're sort of starting from square one. Um, and it is more than okay to feel homesick or overwhelmed or anything by the first week, but also for, for however long, really. Everyone acts slightly differently in the first few weeks, I think, because you're meeting new people in a new situation, and that is more than okay. I remember things, even things like working out how to do your own washing and basic things like that are just completely, completely new and scary, and, yeah, it's more than okay to feel overwhelmed i wish i'd known about freshers flu it is a real thing and a lot i mean obviously slightly different now with all corona but fresh but freshers flu is definitely a real thing it was the first year of uni at, at least i remember every time i come home i would was ill just because of the intensity of the semesters at uni yeah freshers flu is a real thing you'll be i was drained i was dealing with a whole new lifestyle but i thought about my room and it sounds like a small thing but when you go to uni it's your it's your only time that you can kind of chill out by yourself and i think to just decorate your room at a basic level but decorating your room to make it feel more welcoming to yourself is definitely something that is worth spending time. Go to Ikea, do all of that trip, spend some time in Dunelm, it'll be great and you won't regret it. I wish that I had had a look at the intensity of my degree and I'd wish that I would, I'd have known to look into it a little bit more. My degree um, had a basic contact time of 23 hours a week, whereas a lot of my friends had sort of eight hours and eight, nine, ten hours at maximum. I remember going into uni and seeing people out and about and they would say, I remember speaking to second and third years when I just started and they were saying that they never see their, their friends who also study architecture 
and they kind of hide away in their rooms because of the intensity of it. Um, I'm not sure in hindsight what I would have done instead, but it meant that at school I was very into sport and things like that, so because of the intensity of the degree it meant I couldn't do those kind of societies and I didn't have as much time for those. But on the positive side, I did get very good at time management and making sure that I could fit as much in as I could. So we started university, I think, in October. And then by November, you're already trying to work out who you're going to be living with from the following year, which was very stressful and overwhelming. It varies uni to uni, but I wish I'd have known sort of how soon you have to decide because it kind of creeps up on you very, very quickly. Be open to trying new things, I would say. You're only at uni for three years, four years. So if there's something that you're a little bit interested in, I think I took up volleyball just as a, not as a serious sport, but just something on the side because why not? can't lose out on anything um so try new things if there's there's so many different societies that you could join if you have the time for it so have a look at them it's a great way to meet friends and new circles and things like that yeah make the most out of uni yeah you're there for a degree obviously but you're only there for three or four years and once you do come out of university i've found whenever you're applying for jobs and things like that they rarely really focus many much time on the actual degree it's kind of what else you do as well as that obviously you get the great aim for the grade that you want but yeah I, like, I met some of my closest friends through other things through trips through other jobs that I had at uni um so yeah definitely make the most out of it and try and get involved with as much as you can in addition to your degree it's a massive change in routine to school because when you're at school, you've kind of, you've got your Monday to Friday, you're going to school, you've got your homework and you've got your working towards your A-levels and then maybe your weekends, your time for going out. Um, but it's a massive change in routine because you get this newfound sense of independence that you haven't got your parents there telling you what you can or can't do. So you're there to balance your, your study with your social life as well to cooking your own meals and being an adult, I suppose, which is scary, or at least pretending to be an adult. So yeah, it's a massive change in routine. So your, for instance, the social nights out or if that's what you're interested in, will be midweek and you're there trying to balance that with lectures and with everything else that you need to go to. Yeah, so keep aware of that. One of the things that I didn't do that I wish I had done, that I remember before I went to uni, my auntie had told me to start a diary, which I didn't ever do, but I wish now looking back I did. It's the only three years and it'll be nice to look back. It doesn't have to be kind of a three-page essay every day, but just kind of a short line a day and say, I did this today, I did this yesterday, just to look back on because um, there's so many different things that you can do at uni that you almost forget all the little details that, that make it what it was. So I wish I had started one of those. I wish in third year, it's less of a freshers type thing, but just to have a think about what you would want to do after uni as well to prepare yourself. Um, I went on to do a ski season and I knew that that was what I wanted to do. But then I got back from that and then felt like I was, I don't know, it was the first time where you could do whatever you wanted to do after that. Um, so I wish I'd have looked a little bit more at that and made use of the career service at uni. But yeah, make the most of uni and I wish I'd known how quickly it went because before you know it, your three or four years will be over and you wish you could start it all again from the beginning. But yeah. Um, if you're off to university, have the best time and enjoy. So, thank you. May God bless and keep you always. May your wishes all come true. May 
been some mad challenges going on this summer in support of Chicken Shed's fundraising appeal. We have given Chicken Shed's head of fundraising, Gemma, one minute only to tell us everything we need to know. Hello, it's Gemma, head of fundraising here. I've got one minute to tell you what's going on fundraising-wise. So here we go. Um, with the appeal, we've raised over £190,000, which is incredible. That includes gift aid. And we are still going and we're going to reach our half a million target. We're going to get that £500,000 because I know we can. And everyone is being amazing and helping in whatever way they can. So that's brilliant. Keep up the energy as we go into September. 
And on that note, we've got the Dare to Dance Challenge with Michael and Bethany, which started a couple of weeks ago. People have been getting involved, making videos and posting them on, on social media and tagging Chicken Shed, um, texting dance to 70490 to donate £5. Just spread the word as much as you can. Get as many people involved. Think outside the box. I'm asking my choir if they can do a, a, a bigger version of it this week, which would be brilliant. Um, and so the second exciting news is that we're involved with the Fashion Run, sponsored by the British Fashion Council. Um, basically, it's a challenge taking place in between the 18th and 22nd of uh, September that's London Fashion Week and people can walk or run or sachet or glide or wheel five kilometres all at once or in bits on their own or with mates um, and the, the twist is that you get dressed up you wear something that you wouldn't normally wear to go running in or to do exercise in and just get as glammed up as possible and have a real laugh with it and uh, register 25 quid you get a limited edition t-shirt i've already got mine it's beautiful um get involved bye and that's us done for another week it feels like an important week where things are going to change and move on and whilst we are excited for that we are also feeling apprehensive and sometimes scared we are trying to remember what it feels like to be happy to be together. We want to go back to when that felt like the best sort of safe that there is. We know we will get there, and it is helped by memories of when being together was amazing. So, we will leave you this week with one more of those memories. Now, we have time for just one last song. Hit it, Jerry!
Bye.